Hello and welcome to Kingdom Conversations, a ministry of Faith Covenant Church. We are so excited to have you today as we talk about all things related to the Kingdom of God. Hello and welcome back to Kingdom Conversations. I am so excited that we get to do part two of our discussion revolving around spiritual gifts. I have invited my uh, three pastors back. We were with you last week and we started the conversation, but we're going to complete that today. And so we're going to start by, I'm going to quickly have them um, introduce themselves. And I want you um, to tell me what is one thing you most enjoyed about our conversation we had last week? What is something you learned from the Holy Spirit as we were um, talking with one another? And so, Pastor Alex, for those that maybe didn't get to hear last week's, will you introduce yourself real quick and then tell us that? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm Pastor Alex. <laughs> and <laughs> I gave it away. Yes, I, you absolutely, <laughs> you introduced me. Next time, just introduce me even more, and then I don't have, to, I won't do have to do anything. Uh, yeah, so I serve on staff here. I work with uh, missions, membership, and I get to talk about spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. and I'm working on spiritual gift training, so this is an awesome conversation uh, for me to be part of. One of the things the last time we were talking that it was kind of an in-the-moment um, recognition and it's you know things you recognize things in your life but that's different than when God kind of like brings it to your memory in a moment to crystallize or cement it and that was the recognition of spiritual gifts early on in the in the Christian mm-hmm. walk that there are things that change in your life and those usually will clue you in into how the Holy Spirit is specifically gifting you yeah. and of course I think that's something that we all who have studied this know in some way like that's kind of like a, a duh Mm -hmm. but it's different when you really talk about spiritual gifts and you're in that conversation and you realize oh wait no there's things that people recognize when you accept christ that have changed and that's a great place to start to think about where's the holy spirit shaping and gifting me um, for the work of the body yeah, because spiritual gifts, are not, we're not born with them. We're born again with them. And for those of you that haven't had a chance yet to listen to last week, um, Pastor Alex was talking about how he's he's known Pastor Dan for years and years, but since he's been a believer. And one of the things that um, Dan had shared, and Dan, correct me if I'm, if I'm, that I'm representing you well here, but was that prior to coming to Christ, he would not have thought leadership to be a high strength. Is that true? Correct. Yeah. And so, but leadership now is one of his top strengths and it's the only way that Alex has ever seen him. So that was like an aha. You never knew the Dan apart from Christ. Right. Yeah. So good. All right. How about you, Dan? Oh, no, I I was just going to, that you're kind of highlighting my, my aha, if I can call it that from, from the last time. I think it's the recognition that we, that we all have value as it relates to the kingdom building and that's going to look, it potentially could look completely different than even before we knew Christ, which is just greater evidence and and affirmation of how God has wired you and gifted you. Not only does it communicate, Hey, God wants to use me, but God wants to use you so much that he's transformed this, uh, maybe this area of weaknesses, weakness, and is now making it my strength or, you know, my, uh, 
my, you know, addition to the team or whatever you would like to call it. So I, I thought that was really yeah. wonderful. Even uh, talking amongst one another and hearing not only our weaknesses, but our strengths as well, yeah. because it, oddly enough, some of our weaknesses are complemented by yes. <laughs> individ individual strengths. So I think it's just really great to see that and uh, it just gives greater beauty to the to the church, which is what I love most. I love what you just said because it makes me think that my weaknesses mean that God is going to put somebody in my life that's going to fulfill that place, and it's always a joy for me. Um, before I go to Pastor James, I just have to say that so some of my top um, strengths were our spiritual gifts were leadership also, but you know where my immaturity and my leadership was was I didn't understand how to work with others, like to, that part of leadership is developing others. And so I did everything myself all the time. And God is still growing me in the, the blessing that um, you had shared in the first podcast, Dan, about part of your leadership is not that you have to be the one teaching, but you're equipping people behind the scenes to do that. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I think there's extreme value in that. You know, I think part of the the responsibility for those maybe the gifted in leadership is how am I utilizing it to the, to help people have a grander view of how God sees them, um, whether that be through the equipping so that they can exercise their gifts or the the environment so that they could leverage their gifts to to bless the body and things like that. Yeah. We see that, you know, even within our student ministry and young adult ministry, we, we there's a lot of excitement right now because people are identifying their strengths and they're being equipped to use those strengths. Yes. Yeah. That blesses me. I'm so glad you shared that because that truly is something that I am growing in. And I remember Pastor Kevin trying to gently uh, start this process about seven years ago. And so I got to go to a conference called Small, which was all about the small is leads into the bigger. And it it is such a blessing. The, um, one of the things that you guys were talking about in the first episode is that spiritual gifts should, it's like breathing and there's joy as we mature in them. It is such a joy building teams and watching. I love being a cheerleader and, and then I learn from them. It's not that I have all these answers and I'm telling others how to do it, but as God brings people into my life, I get to grow with them as they bring their individual gifts in. All right, so Pastor James, um, I keep introducing you guys. I'm so sorry. So Pastor James, would you tell us a little bit about what you do here at the church, and then what was something that God spoke into your heart with the first um, podcast? Yeah, so um, I work with the small groups and discipleship here, helping people to look more like Jesus every day in every way um, so that we can go out and be on mission for Jesus here in St. Pete and around the world. And I think the thing that really um, just stuck with me over the first episode is that talking about how we need to see, um, I think it was Pastor Alex that made the point, that we need to see our weaknesses, we need to understand those and find people who can help strengthen us in that area, that we can't have that blind spot and just ignore that, but we need to, we need to be self-aware and recognize, hey, this is something I'm not good at, whether it's administration or leadership, whether it's mercy or something else and look for someone who has that spiritual gift and equip and empower them to come alongside and help us so that we can edify the body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was something Dan was sharing as we were sitting around the table before we started taping, and you were talking about how easy it is sometimes when we don't have an understanding of the purpose of spiritual gifts is to go, oh, that's my weakness, as though it doesn't have to be done. Do you remember what you were saying? How would you speak into that? Uh, absolutely. I, I think oftentimes we, we tend to see our weaknesses as the areas to avoid, mm -hmm. uh, where, you know, as the body in Christ, that, that's not the case. It's how do we 
how do we develop and, and, and lean into maybe our weaknesses even more so? Uh, that could be through um, the reliance on others. That could be the, you know, just the recognition that that is maybe an area that I can't let atrophy, meaning that I'm, I'm exercising in so much that I can maintain or keep it, you know, for, for example, just because mercy is low on my spiritual gift assessment does not mean that I get to be, you know, short with individuals. No, right. like I, I, I have to be compassionate. I have to be understanding. It may cause greater work on my end, but I'm not exempt from it. Yeah, yeah. And then God tends to put people on your team who naturally walk in that, and you are blessed watching them add that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think of, uh, you know, my my staff assistant, who Mercy is going to be relatively higher on her end, and I'm very grateful for that because it makes – conversations with individuals, even difficult ones, uh, a bit more palpable because I'm able to bounce ideas, thoughts. Uh, I get to say what I really want to say to the person, to her. And she's like, hey, perhaps you should should ask this question instead. Otherwise, they're going to cry. And so um, (laughs) just having that that support system, and isn't that the the nature of the body of Christ, though? I think about how the mutual, I think James said, uh, to the common good. And so to see that uh, right before my eyes is wonderful. Yeah, that's so good. And then I think having the humility, too. So, like, just for Dan, having the humility when his assistant says, hey, you probably shouldn't ask the question that way to actually listen and say, hey, they what my weakness is, their strength, I should lean on them and listen to them more. I think that can be hard for us sometimes when we have a weakness to not just blow past people, but to listen to them and let them speak into our lives. Yeah, because I don't think you're meaning to come out sounding strong. It's just you're just thinking, you're moving, you're achieving – and she's just helping you do that with a little more humility and grace and compassion, which is in your heart, it wasn't a bad thing. It's just that she helps you frame that so it can be heard by somebody else better. Because wouldn't you say that one of the blessings of knowing spiritual gifts is knowing your audience, you know, getting to know how do I love other people, other people well. So with that said, here's a question for you, um, Pastor Alex, how does it help you to dig into the spiritual gifts that maybe aren't even on your radar. Why is that important for us to know as believers, as a body? I do think, and this is the gut immediate reaction answer, just being able to recognize and affirm those gifts in others. You have an awareness, hopefully, of your own weaknesses, but that doesn't necessarily equate to recognizing who's strong in those areas Mm -hmm. because sometimes by that very nature, we are blind to what that looks like because we don't, see it manifested in our own life. And so I think, yeah, I think there is a need to look for that. I shared in the last podcast that as a staff, we took this assessment and they (laughs) scored very low in healing. (laughs) Like we're not the healing oriented staff, Uh, but that should immediately put it on our radar. Who are the people we know that do seem to operate more within that gifting? And how do we talk to them? Like what what is bothering them about ministry, about the church, about what God is like? What is God calling them to? Because that's probably not stuff on our radar. And if we have no idea what healing looks like, and I, that's not the case, right. but if we had no idea, how would we even recognize something that? And we would miss, and here's the, the end of, uh, of kind of this line of reasoning, we would miss something that yes. God would call us to simply because we have not spent time, and this is the convicting thing, looking at how does the Holy Spirit equip 
the believers and as pastors, like, what else are we doing if we're, if we're not trying to recognize how God is doing that? I loved how you shared that. And the Holy Spirit just moved in my heart to share a, a recent testimony with healing. And that was uh, obedience is always the answer. So sometimes it might not be in our giftings, but God will take obedience and use that as the vehicle. And so James 5 talks about if, if one of you is sick, to go to the elders and ask for prayer and anointing and healing. And we just recently did that. Um, and um, and I had you pray for me as I'm recovering um, from, from some things. And I will tell you that based on that, if, even though there's a low healing, I have never felt so affirmed the power of the Holy Spirit. And I will never forget my husband as we were walking out. He said, I feel like this is our family. I felt the power of God in that room. So regardless of what the spiritual gifts gifts assessment said, the obedience of actually going forth asking and then the elders and the pastors praying trumps all of that because that's what God does, right? Yeah. Um, So a question I have is... um, why do we, uh, we, why do we need to know spiritual gifts? And then also what are tools that help us? Like, um, so when you start to understand people's spiritual gifts, if I'm working with somebody who has the gift of serving, what are things I could do well to love them? Even if my serving is low, what would you say to that? That's a great question. I, 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 you know, immediately I go to 1 Corinthians 12, the recognition that all of these gifts are profitable in, in, in so much that they help build the body up, right? And so I think the affirmation is helping individuals recognize the, that their gift, regardless of what it is, uh, ought to be affirmed, encouraged, and, and exercised. And I think that's the best, uh, the best ministry that I could provide for someone or the best encouragement that I could provide someone be, you know, to recognize something and say, hey, why don't, you, because you're in a serving capacity, what, how can I encourage you to, to serve alongside a ministry um, leader event, whatever that may be, so that the body's built up. And so giving them the glimpse of a, of a higher purpose that is, you know, mutually beneficial to the church. And I think, at least that would be my, in my opinion, based on First Corinthians 12, I think as Paul is writing to this church, he's like, hey, all of you guys serve a purpose here, right? No one, no, your ear is not better than your foot, nor the eye better than, than the hand. All of these work together yeah. for the same purpose. And, and so I think it would be from that standpoint. Making them feel so valued because there are spiritual gifts that tend to be seen so much faster and easier. And it's those that work so humbly behind the scenes. It can be so easy to just love that and know it in our heart, but affirming them and then using them in those places. That's what I hear you saying. Yeah, and and recognizing it. I think, for instance, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier uh, about helps. I think it's very easy to to forget, to affirm, to encourage, to to build into because they're naturally behind the scenes, unassuming. Uh, in, in the sort. And so how do I ensure, maybe that perhaps means greater intentionality and initiative on, on others' ends to, to recognize, though, and to, and to esteem and, and to value. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because helps and serving are two separate gifts and they look so similar. How would you, um, James, talk about serving and helps? How are they the same and how are they different? Well, if I can, I'm going to bunt this to Alex. <laughs> he had a, he had such a good description earlier as we were talking about it before we started recording. I don't um yeah I don't yeah, want to yeah. steal his words from him and Alex, take all the credit. Alex, how would you how would you describe um, 
serving and helps, and then how are they different? Well, I think by describing them, I'm going to, in some ways, describe how they're different. What serving does tend, there is some overlap. In people who school, who are gifted in serving, uh, we talked about in the last podcast that sometimes spiritual gifts are found very complementary. They seem to occur uh, together. So sometimes you'll see serving and helps come together. Uh, but serving tends to be some, the person who recognizes, again, tends to be, um, and this is very generalized, the person who recognizes here's a, a, a ministry leader or someone doing something, they have a goal, a task to be accomplished, and their joy and desire is to come directly alongside that person, do whatever it's needed to help that person directly. The person who's gifted and helps uh, may do stuff like that, but tend to be much more behind the scenes. Maybe it's something that's more isolated or that they're working on their own. Uh, that is uh, not that it's devoid of being connected to like a goal or a, or a task, but it but it tends to be, um, I guess, if if we were to say more of a whether it's a physical needs or property needs mm-hmm. or or things okay. like that. I mean, if we yeah. put again, this is generally speaking. Um, so yeah, so we see some difference between those two. Both behind, can be very behind the scenes. Uh, but serving tends to be a little bit more. These are the, uh, we, this is where we get confused. We might call them the helpers or, <laughs> you know, things like that. But actually it's the serving gifting. Whereas the person who's gifted and helps is the person, I, I think I maybe said this off of the recording, uh, is the person who comes in, washes toys in the nursery or something, mm-hmm. very behind the scenes. That nursery coordinators are going to know their name and know when they come in but they're not as uh, directly tied. Their joy is in serving in that capacity, not in helping a person achieve their ministry goals. Yeah. Okay, that is help. So I almost see it as serving is sometimes walking beside and helps is truly walking behind the scenes for the sake of a whole ministry, maybe not even a person per se. Is that, would you say that's correct? Right, right. Yeah, just meeting a need. Um, and those were much longer descriptions probably <laughs> than they no, needed to be. No, that was good. Yeah, that was good. And do, I wonder if a lot of people, and I don't know the answer to this, but I wonder if a lot of people who have a high serving also have a high helps. Would it be unusual to like yeah. have those spread out? I, I think they're usually both usually higher in, in, in certain individuals. Uh, but they are different enough that you will see people who score high in one and not the other. Um, so yeah. yeah, and I think a couple things going along with what Pastor Alex said there and what Pastor Dana said earlier is just helping people who um, come to church to recognize the service of those behind the mm-hmm. scenes and helping those behind the scenes to know their value and worth. Because I don't, many people don't realize when they come and sit in a service that it's not all the speaker and the band. They don't know about the person that was here cleaning over the week and the person that came early to set up children's ministry and the people serving in the nursery and the people behind the scenes running the sound and the people that made the coffee and made the the snacks for the worship i mean there's so many people that without their service sunday morning would look very different and we could never pull it off the way we do and those people they're not seen they're not known if you ask the average person that comes to church here who did that wouldn't have a clue and i think it's just recognizing their service if you know them saying hey thank you for that we could not have our church service without you and then for those people knowing that while they may not get the public recognition that their service is is 
completely vital that without what they did, we could not have our children's ministry if the toys weren't clean, and then we couldn't have our service. They're just making sure that people recognize that their gift is needed and useful, and I love that Paul brings that out in 1 Corinthians 12, that the unseemly part, the unseen parts, are actually many times the most important. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Uh, why, so here's here's an, a question as you were sharing that, James, and I'll start with you and I'll go the other way around the table this time. Um, but my question is, is what would you say to somebody who has never taken their spiritual gifts assessment? Why will that benefit them in their walk with God? Because I think if, you're, if you don't know where God has um, gifted you and given you strengths, and in some ways you're flying blind. And if you are serving in a place that is not where God has gifted you, you're going to be miserable, and you're going to burn out easier. If you take someone that is not high on service, and you plug them in, setting up tables, tearing down tables, taking out trash, they're going to be miserable, and they're going to burn out. Whereas if you find a place of service for them where God has gifted them, they're going to find joy, and they're going to keep going, and they're going to thrive and they're flourished. And so I would say if you're out there and you're not sure where you should be serving or you're frustrated where you're serving, spiritual gifting could really open your eyes and show you as well as show the church staff and leadership a better place to put you. That's so good. That's so good. Um, So I'm going to change the question. And as we go over to Pastor Dan. Wonderful. (laughs) And uh, my question is, is, when somebody takes their spiritual gifts and they find out um, their strengths, their weaknesses, what is, how is a, how do you onboard that? How do you begin that working relationship with that new knowledge that comes into play? What does that look like? I think recognizing uh, areas within our ministry environment. So uh, I'll use the context of student ministry. Uh, we have a kind of a tier system that allows people to, to get, kind of get on-ramped in an easier process. It allows us to from a serving standpoint, allows us to develop people that may in the future be leaders and so on and so forth. And so I think from a, from a structure standpoint, recognizing that we that our on-ramps have to be able to uh, incorporate areas of giftings necessary to continue to develop and, and, and encourage them to serve. And so providing, you know, for instance, we call them team members, which are gonna be primarily, you know, serving, set up, tear down, high engagement so we're looking for individuals that may you know have the gift of serving or helps or just uh, encouragement maybe even mercy a little bit uh, and, and we try to develop them in, into their provide that easy on-ramp to show that their their role is valuable uh, I, I think from a from a church setting the, the more and more we structure we you know we we must consider areas in which giftings can be highlighted so that uh, an individual that may not necessarily wonder how their gift could be used, we have an answer for that. I think oftentimes we we put too much onus on the individual to figure it out mm-hmm. versus taking the responsibility as, as a staff or even as a ministry to take the initiative and in setting up environments that allow that to be seen and used. So I hope that answers your question. That I'm not totally sure. totally answers my question, but I have a part two. Is that okay? So part two, you're, Depends on the, on what it is. you're on the hot <laughs> seat today. Um, but part two is one of the things I love about our church, um, and it, it's from the top down, uh, Pastor Kevin through the pastoral team, is that we want we don't want people in tons of different places where they are serving and where they are sitting because we want them to have margin in their life so they can go out and practice, right? So what do you do when somebody comes in and they have a lot of different primary gifts that could be used in so many different areas? 
What would you say to that person as they were seeking the Lord for the one place where they were to sit and be most effective? Uh, for me, it's asking, what are you most passionate about? What is your joy? What it, how can we invest in you so that you are able to make your God-given uh, impact for the kingdom? And that, if that means production, awesome. I'm going to look at you in the way, or I'm going to look f- for opportunities to help you develop into a, a, a great production leader because you have found that area to be the the environment that allows the manifestation of your gift settings to be exercised and used. Uh, we, we're doing that currently right now. And so being a little bit more strategic in how we handle those mm-hmm. uh, and recognizing too that it, that God is not going to leave us shortchanged right. with leadership. Right. Uh, it just requires us to be able to develop relationships, get to know people and to see how we can work together for, for the building of the kingdom. Uh, yeah. And I don't think God will ever have a lack in that. If he does, then I think it's going to be more on my inability to lead versus God's ability to provide. Yeah. What would you do if you asked them that question and they gave you two or three options? How do you help them figure that out? I think just through shepherding, really asking the questions, hey, is this the area that based on your life, you know, circumstances, whatever, that you could give Uh the most attention to if you had one thing? And it's really just boring down. And, And in some cases, it's just recognizing that, hey, I see you doing really well and, and being invested in this area, why don't you come alongside us uh, as a secondary or as a, a supplement to help you continue to be effective in your in your current role? Uh, I think that's the best honor that yeah. we could, we could yeah. provide. Yeah, I ask that because as a new believer, and we talked about maturing, I remember as a bra- I was on worship team, I was serving in children's ministry, I was going to all the women's ministry things, and I was spread so thin, there were deep roots not really going anywhere, and I wish I had had somebody yeah. pouring into me. And you know, I learned that, uh, I think it's vitally important that we that we recognize that, because I think part of this, the call for our staff leadership is not only to encourage the, the exercising of gifts, but also doing it with within main, maintaining proper boundaries and margin. Uh, I think if you are spending your entire week at church to the detriment of your family, your kids, if you have them, uh, your studies, whatever else God has put on your plate, we're, we're doing a massive disservice yeah. to them, and we're, per, we're possibly even perpetuating a, a state of spiritual unhealth by right. building so much on your shoulders. Instead, recognizing in humility the Lord's going to provide yeah. the, the areas that we need. I just needed to take the initiative in, in developing relationships and meeting people. And there's one thing that um, I would even add to that is we're missing out on the opportunity to really speak into the lostness of our neighbors and the people around us if we're at church every time the doors are open. So it's finding that place where we do want to be used in the church with the body, but we also want to be used in the community for those that are perishing. And if I could add, throw one more thing in there. If you're serving in multiple roles, you may be taking a role from someone that doesn't mm, have one. That's someone that's new to the church, that needs a place to serve, that has the same gifting and could serve in one of your areas, but because you're doing 12 different things, that's one spot that they are not able to use the gift that God has given them. That is so good. And and I would take it just a step, and I know we're running out on time here, just a step further, talking about going out into the community since we are talking about spiritual gifts, it, it, we envision it so often within the church, within the body of Christ, but recognizing that uh, when you're out in your community, it's not like that gifting just poof, disappears. It only manifests oh, when you good. come into the church mm-hmm. building. Uh, we were talking about serving and helps. Like, I mean, there's that person who, when they're out on a walk, sees someone's gravel has gotten out of their yard and 
slows down for like four minutes and is pushing the gravel back or something like maybe that's the helps person and there's a gifting that just comes out a natural tendency but you can take it much further my wife is a highly gifted administration and knowing that uh, she's talking about school positions that she's applying to and things and so uh, there are certain school jobs that apply that administrative gifting more heavily and I'm able to look at her and more openly say, look, even if the school's further away, if it's the right <laughs> position, like maybe I'm okay with that. And yeah. knowing the giftings makes a difference in how you you sure. live, maybe where you live, where you buy a house, um, how often, what kind of things you do with your neighbors. If you have a gift of hospitality yeah. and your neighbors never come into your yard or right. your house uh, and you're only inviting church people, like there, there is an issue where it's like, you're actually hiding in some ways the gift that's uh, your light the light of christ shines through you in a, in in certain ways yeah. and you are in some ways hiding that from your neighbors yeah. um so yeah i would say that's super c- critical what a great note to end today on i so appreciate each of you coming and sharing and just um, being a part of a conversation as we seek to know him intimately and to serve him and to serve him best. And so thank you for listening today. And I pray that um, if you don't know your spiritual gifts and you attend Faith Covenant Church, please see Pastor Alex, who will help set you up with an assessment and then walk you through steps. And if you're not in our church, I would just encourage you to go and talk with a pastor at your church and ask how you can not only find out what they are, but you want to develop them. You want to learn how to walk in them. And we can also do that through reading through the Word of God. He shows us what that looks like. So thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Conversations. We look forward to you joining us next week.